they're not telling the person what to do. They're helping the person find their own solutions and then working with them to find resources that can help in the community. Welcome to the Bailiwick Express podcast. My name is Matthew Leach. I'll be joined each week by a guest for a series of podcasts. Each will shine a light on topics from across the Bailiwick. The format will change week to week. We'll have debates, reviews, hot seat interviews and special guests. So stick with us as we offer some insight on some of the most important issues we in the Bailiwick face. Sometimes what you need is a different kind of medicine, which is just what a new social prescribing pilot is hoping to administer. Bailiwick Social Prescribing is a non-clinical scheme launched after collaboration between the Health Improvement Commission, Island Health, the Guernsey Community Foundation, HSC and Public Health. I managed to catch up with Guernsey Social Prescribing lead Melissa Mitchell on the phone after the launch to discuss what exactly social prescribing is. So social prescribing is a way of enabling, well, initially in this pilot, health professionals to refer adults over the age of 18 to a range of local non-clinical services um, which aim to improve their health and well-being. So referrals initially, as we test out the scheme, will come generally but not exclusively from health professionals working in primary care settings. So that would be GPs, practice practice nurses, allied health professionals, um, but other um, support staff as well in those settings. Um, As the scheme expands, people will be able to um, refer from other agencies and charities, and our ambition is for people to be able to self-refer. And so social prescribing itself, I mean, it it covers a broad range of things. I know I've, I've discussed it with people in the past. I mean, this can be anything from, you could end up doing anything from horse riding to kayaking. Is that right? I think it depends on your interpretation and how mature the scheme is. So certainly in the UK, um, social prescribing has been established over the last decade, we're a bit further down the line, and we're taking a slightly different approach. So um, we're really looking at ensuring that when we socially prescribe people, that what we're doing is safe, effective, equitable and person-centred. Um, so when we say equitable, we mean um, free or low cost. If somebody wanted to um, do something around horses and horse riding, then that's absolutely their choice. And, and of course, they're free to do that. And our link workers can help people to be aware of what's out there in the community. Um, so I think the other part of social prescribing does the most important part that I didn't describe um, up front there with the role of the um, Bellewick social prescribing link worker. And so what is a, a link worker? Because I know they were, you were hiring for some. Uh, I'm guessing they've been, they've been hired yeah. now or, or taken on board? Yeah, we've, we've appointed two um, fantastic uh, ladies, Trish DeCartret and Candice Green. And the role of uh, a link worker, um, they're professionally trained, so they undergo about six weeks of really quite intense training. Some of that is through the Bombay by Bow Centre in East London, which are one of the founding and globally founding GP practices in um, developing social prescribing. Um, they also have some training around something called motivational interviewing, being able to coach people, issues around mental health awareness, domestic violence, 
that kind of thing, a really, really broad range of, of subjects. And what can happen in, initially is that a GP during a consultation with somebody may feel that that person has some unmet non-medical needs that, that don't um, require a medication or a referral to a specialist or another health professional. And they can then um, refer that person to one of our link workers. And the point of the link workers is really that they've got the time to be able to really listen to somebody. They can spend up to an hour with a person and really start to understand what's going on in that person's life. And so people could come from any direction to, to be prescribed social prescribing. I mean, this could help with any number of things. Yeah, so during um, during that hour-long consultation with, with the link worker, it's more of a linking rather than a consultation. Um, so there's nothing medical about it at all. It's, ha- it's having a chat, really. So there may be issues that arise around housing, family relationships, debt, education or skills could be housing, could be legal issues, there's a really broad range. This is something that we call the social determinants of health. This is all about um, the situation that we're born in, that we live and, live and work in. And these are the factors that really can have an impact on our health and our well-being. So the link worker is really looking to work with that person, to find out what, what those issues are that matter to them, that are important to them and then working with them to to find solutions. So they're not telling the person what to do, they're helping the person find their own solutions and then working with them to find resources that can help in the community. And so it sounds quite um, open-ended in a way. I mean, how do you know when a, a prescription has worked? That's a really good question. So the link worker can spend um, up to six sessions with a person, six hour long sessions, which are free. It could potentially be be more than that, but the aim really is that there is a start and an end point. So it's all about goal setting and really helping that person to find their solutions and overcome barriers and find the support that's going to help them to move on and and feel better. And if we talk about the type of... um... Uh, prescriptions available. I mean, this is a very much a, it sounds like it's very much a community based, lots of people involved in offering different mm. services and, and discussing with each other. I mean, what is available to people now and who is on board to help? Yeah, so we've signed up around um, 50 local charities to partner with us. So they've provided us with some really basic evidence of some basic governance and standards and this is because there isn't any regulation of the third sector in Guernsey there's no charities act and we just want to make sure that that what we're doing is is high quality for everybody and of course you know charities are very professional in Guernsey and and so it hasn't been a problem at all um, for people to meet those standards what it means is that we can socially prescribe formally socially prescribe to our charity partners and really work with them to establish what the needs are in the communities um, that we're working with and meet people's non-medical needs. And so have you gone out to approach charities to get involved? And will this then therefore expand over time with, with more people uh, being able to offer more? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've already, as I said, we've already got around 50 uh, charities signed up. And to be honest with you, there, there are a lot of the, the main charities Guernsey offering the services um, that you would, you would expect to see in the third sector. 
but it is an ongoing process and we will continue signing people up. It, I mean, it's really important that we identify the smaller organisations and more informal groups as well in the community that can really offer support to people. And another part of the Link Worker role is, is to really be out in the community. They spend a lot of time out in the community meeting with organisations and groups and um, really looking for those sort of nuggets, um, those strengths that we can perhaps help support to grow um, so that they can really support the community. So um, how many Link Workers do we have do you have at the moment and how much capacity does this give you to, to help? How many people can you help in one go, if you know what I mean? That's a good question. So we've got two link workers at the moment and Trish is our link worker manager and she's also a link worker and Candice is, is another link worker um, and we, we could potentially actually recruit a third link worker um, as, we, as we test out the scheme. So each link worker on average would be around 250 people a year. So that's bearing in mind that they're really spending quite a lot of time with people um, and that a, a good proportion of their time is also spent out in the community because it's really about partnering with those organisations and resources in the community. It's really important that part of their role is developing those relationships. And I guess this couldn't have come at a more fitting time as we kind of leave the fog of COVID. We've spoken a lot about the mental health impacts on people. I mean, does this tie in quite well? Yeah, it ties in really well. Um, social prescribing has been identified in the government work plan as part of COVID recovery. Um, you know, obviously, even before the pandemic, there was a lot of... Um, social, emotional and practical needs, unmet needs um, in the community. But really that, that has increased. We know from talking to our charity partners that they're really feeling a lot of pressure at the moment with that increased need. Um, and I think the point is that GPs focus on the health of the whole person, combining physical, psychological and social aspects of care. But, um, you know, if a person visits a health professional for a, for a problem that's not always medical in nature and, and that could be around stress caused by isolation which has of course been increased by the pandemic and we could say the same about financial issues housing and and relationships we know it's been an increase in domestic violence sadly so really this this is the time for um social prescribing to come into its own and is it good then to be moving away from the more uh I know in some circumstances you, you can't get away from medical intervention, you know, uh, pills and, and uh, uh, medicines. Is it good mm. to move some people who may not have needed this into this more uh, community-based kind of prescription? Yeah, I mean, it's really important to say that social prescribing is not anti-medication and it's certainly not anti-doctors. Um, it's, it's working alongside and really it's offering health professionals um, another option um, you know, we've, we've got an increasingly ageing um, demographic and um, with more complex medical needs and, and quite often health professionals just won't have the time to be able to look at these broader um, non-medical aspects of health. So really, um, value social prescribing has got the potential to support individuals to manage non-medical needs without relying solely on medication. And we're really trying to empower people to take 
greater control of, of their own health. You mentioned that it's uh, been in the UK for about 10, 10 years, a decade. I mean, social prescribing then has been around quite a while. When was this picked up as something that should be brought over to Guernsey? So I, I think there are a number of people in the community. Social prescribing is certainly not a new concept. Um, health professionals will already socially prescribe. They'll already signpost people to um, resources in the community and certainly charities do the same thing. Um, you know, Citizens Advice is a really good example. This this uh, social prescribing scheme is really a way of joining up the dots. It's a new global movement. It fits the, um, the UN and WH goals, sustainability goals. It's just a, a, a new approach that we're really starting to see pop up around the world. So Guernsey's really on the front wave with this. People are, uh, are listening and they want to uh, either self-prescribe or know how they get involved with social prescribing or think potentially it's something for them. I mean, how do they come about it? Where do they go? The pioneering practice we're piloting with is Island Health. Um, and so initially, you should ask your GP or Island Health GP. Um, obviously, as the scheme expands, we'll be communicating the ways that people can be referred to Linkwork a bit in the first instance. Um, and we have got a website that's launching today, www.bsp.org.gg. There's um, lots of information on there about the scheme. I haven't, we've talked a lot about issues such as um, around social isolation and death and housing and relationships. I think it's also important to mention that and another aspect that link workers can um, support people with is becoming more physically active. And we know since the pandemic that people have really made a connection between um, being physically active and feeling better. During the lockdowns, you know, in Guernsey, we've been so lucky to be able to go for beautiful walks and, and we've seen many more people getting out there and, and being active. So that, that's something else that our link workers can certainly support people to uh, be more active. We know it's good for your your um, your mental well-being and your physical well-being. Absolutely. And of course, this is a this is a pilot scheme. So does that mean that you need to tick off a box for it to continue? Or is it just the beginning of something and it will remain as something that exists in Guernsey? Well, it is a pilot. It is, it is being tested. Um, we are evaluating it. We're, we're working closely with um, Island Health and um, Public Health Intelligence Team and the Health Improvement Commission um, on the evaluation. But as I mentioned before, um, social prescribing is mentioned in the government work plan and um, we know that this is certainly an ambition of um, public health and the government. So I, I think we, we just need to keep going with the pilot. We've got a really good framework and good relationships um, set out and we'll evaluate and, and take it from there and hopefully see it go forward in the future. Absolutely. Well, um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Bailiwick Express podcast. The title track was Shift My Weight by Luno. If you enjoyed it, I know it's a pain, but please like and share. It all helps. And remember, you can hit bailiwickexpress.com to stay right up to date with whatever is happening in the Bailiwick. You can find us online, on social, on email, and on internet radio. There'll be more from me, Matthew Leach, and all the Bailiwick Express team next Friday.